Welcome to the Stone World Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Camry, and with me today is Cheryl Steinberg. She's the owner of Cheryl Steinberg Interior Design. Cheryl, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. I appreciate it. Jason, thank you so much for having me. It's it's really great to be with you. Of course. So I'm really excited to talk to you because usually on this podcast, we talk to fabricators, we talk to you know machinery companies, couriers, all these different people, but never really designers. So it's going to be exciting. But first, if you don't mind, just talk a little bit about yourself, kind of your history and how you got where you are today, just so people know a little bit about you. Thank you so much, Jason. Um, I'm Cheryl Steinberg from Cheryl Steinberg Interior Design. I'm owner of um, my interior architecture and design firm. We're located in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, We specialize in working with mostly busy professionals who want to remodel their outdated homes um, into a more modern space to live in, now work in, and, Mm and entertain in and have guests over. Uh, it, it is a second career for me, my first one being in corporate marketing. Um, I was living out in Palo Alto, California for about 10 years, and while um, I was out there, I decided to go back to school there in San Francisco for a BFA in interior architecture and design, um, and that's where I got the start of my uh, career in California mm-hmm. and where I was trained um, and educated. and. Um, I'm also an allied member of ASID, the American Society of Interior Designers, and I'm also LEED certified by the U.S. Uh, Green Building Council. So uh, since I lived in California for 10 years, I kind of bring that aesthetic back here to my projects back east, and um, my clients really like it. I, my style's a little different than your typical <laughs> designers that you see. So yeah, so here I am. Awesome. So. I, I, I know that you do a lot of different things, but specifically with um, stone and tile, kind of what's your experience with uh, using stone and tile? So um, my specialty is renovating bathrooms and kitchens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also using it in on fireplaces. In fact, I'm doing a project on that right now. Um, and I, I've used a range of stone and tile from like granite, marble, uh, engineer quartz, porcelain, ceramics, and glass tile in all different applications from countertops, backsplashes, cladding, um, flooring. Uh, from a design standpoint, the stone and t- when I choose a stone and t- or tile, um, it's really a pivotal part of the design. It's, it's one of the probably most important aspects of it, depending on, you know, how much I'm using. But even if I'm using a really small amount as an accent piece, it really can make all the difference. Um, I, you know, I specify it for its beauty, of course, and color mm-hmm. and its form, you know, shape, but I also do, I specify it for its function because different, uh, different materials function differently in different spaces. Um, I specify, you know, the appropriate material for the specific location, for example, wet area, food prep, you know, if there's, mm-hmm. uh, if it's a ta- adhering to a heat source, um, flooring. Um, and I always meet with the vendors or the showrooms to be sure the material is appropriate for the application and anything I need to know for a successful installation because the installers really need to know any kind of, anything they need to do to prep this the surface before adhering it. I've had different tile that needed different kinds of backing. So if I mm-hmm. didn't know that, <laughs> the the surface would not function appropriately. 
I am sure there are a lot of fabricators right now that are very happy to hear you say um, a lot of those things, especially with you know specifying the appropriate material for each location because it seems like sometimes people don't always do that, right? They just look at the aesthetics or they just look at uh, the material choice and they don't don't know always if it's you know, the right choice for the right area, more or less. So it's always great to, to hear people talk about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's that's probably the most important because it's not inexpensive and you to make a mistake like that is very costly. So I am very much into proactive upfront before any kind of installation before we even purchase anything. Mm -hmm. And then I guess kind of go along with that. Is there, you know, how, how much education upfront is there that you have to do with your customers? I mean, do you kind of go through each choice and then explain each choice and be like, okay, you know, these are the limitations of, let's say, a quartz, right, and, and what it can do and can't do. And same with marble, what it can and can't do. Or do you take the approach of somebody says, like, I want a marble for this, and then you go, okay, here's its strengths, here's its weaknesses. Kind of how do you approach that? Um, it's very interesting that you say that because marble, for example, marble bathrooms, when you look on social media, they're everywhere. Um, <laughs> my personal experience even with, with in, for example, installing marble in a, in a shower. Now, mm -hmm. um, you know, marble, for example, requires sealing. You have to seal it. And mm -hmm. all the and water has, um, has sediment in it and the sediment eventually builds on that stone unless unless you're a client who's going to be cleaning constantly if you're a if you're a client that you just want a low maintenance kind of thing then that's not for you if it's a shower that it's really for show um and you're not even using that much yeah marble could be great because you won't have to do much to it you know except seal it once a year so i i kind of nip that in the bud up front and I, I make suggestions. I'm like, well, if you like this kind of stone or this material, this option may be what's right for you because I already know as a designer, I've already met with my client before I ever design. And I know their lifestyle. I know how they're using this space. I, um, we have a whole conversation. So I'm, I've, had, I've been doing this for over 10 years. So I really, and I've done it for myself as well. So I'm not a, a designer that's just specifying materials and not really knowing how they're going to react to your right. um, environment. And that's, um, that's so important. So to me, that's, that's how I, I work with my clients. And, they, and I can tell you, they really appreciate it because they'll be like, okay, then that, that material is not for me, you know? Right, exactly. And, and this is the big thing when we talk to fabricators. And you see this with successful ones versus not successful, setting the right expectation up front, right? And it's such a yes. simple thing that unfortunately a lot of people don't do. Um, so anyway, it's really, really great to, to hear that you do that. So one of the other things is whenever we talk to fabricators, they, they, you know, some of them work with designers or, or architectures or architect firms, and they'll say um, mostly positive things about working with them, but I wanted to get your point of view of it. You know, what's your experience with working with fabricators? Um, well, I usually work with a fabricator through my contractor. Um, mm -hmm. Typically, for example, I'll design a space, I'll specify the material, um, 
you know, let's say I'm choosing an, en an engineered quartz. Um, I'll specify the profile edge, the thickness. Um, so my contractor can order the, um, the material. Um, but once mm -hmm. we're ready for the fabricator, once, you know, the cabinetry's in and we're ready to take measure specific measurements, you know, I give them measurements before, of course, but they come in and do right. the exact measurements. Um, we go over, I always talk to the fabricator. We go over, for example, where the seam will be. Um, we confirm the profile edge. We confer, we confirm the material and the color, uh, <laughs> the finish, um, how the corners are, are they rounded or square? Um, the location, make sure the location's correct. I mean, there, and the cutouts also. So they already have the specifications for the, let's say the sink we're going to be um, dropping in or where the faucets are going to be. And we go over that, you know, he'll be like, okay, the faucet's mm -hmm. gonna go here. It's very important that whoever the designer is or, you know, in my case, the designer, me, go over <laughs> exactly where that's going to be because once they drill that, you know, that's it. And right. they right. have to have, you can't change the sink all of a sudden and expect that the, the whole, you know, what they've created for the hole is going to be exactly the same, you know, the, where the sink's going to go. So mm -hmm. we have everything all set up front and then I review it with them. So there, there's no gray areas. And I'm also there when they install it just to be sure, you know. Mm -hmm. the very important the material is exactly what <laughs> you know i have not knock on wood had that experience where they brought me the wrong color or style stone or something but right. no it can happen so anyway yeah. <laughs> no, that, that that that's fantastic to hear you know how well you can work with your contract and your fabricator because you always hear um, i wouldn't say horror stories but you know the designer has one goal and idea in mind fabricator either through limitation or from their experience just says like this can't be done and they just kind of butt heads on it you know and, and there's no progress made or no um, you know working together on it so it's always always good to hear a designer you know works with their fabricator stuff. oh yeah absolutely and it all it also starts with the contractor because my tip mm -hmm. when I work um, um, I work you know I we work as a team. I, I feel like the contractor, we're part of a team. I mean, he, I can design whatever I want, but it has to be installable and it has to be doable. So, um, oh yeah, the, the communication up front is really key. And then once we get to that point of the fabricator, we really shouldn't have a problem. We should just be reviewing. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As one of the things, oh, I'm sorry. One of the things I wanted to, uh, pick your brain about a bit is you know you're located on the east coast mm -hmm. we always talk about different trends and it always seems like the east coast maybe the west coast gets hit with the trend first and it kind of moves into the middle of the country so a lot of our fabricators are always uh curious of what seems to be the trends that are currently being seen and and um you know for the future as well and since usually east or west coast gets hit first um for your perspective you know what kind of trends are you seeing in design let's say first residential and then commercial. Okay. Um, I'm not, too, I'm more of a residential designer. I've done some commercial mm -hmm. work, um, but I'll talk more residential because um, mm -hmm. I, it's more what I'm doing um, in the last, I'd say five years or so. Um, okay. And 
it's funny because you say two different coasts because I've lived on both coasts. And um, <laughs> it's when I moved back east, there were design trends that I was so used to on the west coast that were not even here yet. And it was kind of a different, it was new. And I am also, I was, I have some vendors out in California that I love to work with and they're not as, you know, not as popular here. You, they don't see them. So to my clients, it's like really unique. Um, mm -hmm. And for residential right now, I'm seeing, um, you know, the either slabs of granite or mostly, mostly the quartz, like the engineer quartz mm -hmm. being used for even uh, backsplashes as the continuation of the countertops for like a cleaner, more modern, streamlined look. Um, people okay. still like tile backsplashes, but also it's, it's getting more into just solid, uh, a solid piece of stone. Um, mm. And it's easier to clean. Uh, I think it, it's, there are no grout lines, you know, it's, it's great to do that in like high use areas like kitchens and bathrooms where it's real easy. And mm -hmm. um, Engineered quartz like the Sile stones and Caesar stones are super popular and they have some really modern and unique dramatic designs and colors and they're always changing. Um, and uh, I, I, in fact, yesterday I just met with a Sile stone rep in my area. So I just got a whole, you know, had all my colors updated and, and it's really great to see all the new styles. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm using um, it right now for a fireplace wall for a, a cladding that I'm designing. Um, I'm seeing more large format tiles being used in the bathrooms mm -hmm. really for the same reason. It's just like a modern, continuous look, easy to clean. I mean, I hear that all the time from my clients. They want easy. They don't want high maintenance. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm also seeing a lot more use of like porcelain that looks like natural stone, like the marbles. To, um, in large formats, you know, in for showers mm -hmm. and bathrooms. Um, so there's no ceiling required and they don't get that, um, that kind of uh, sediment staining from the water. Um, I also attend KBiz each year, the kitchen and bath show mm -hmm. out in Las Vegas. Although this year it's going to be, it was supposed to be in Orlando, but now it's virtual, <laughs> but I'm still going. Yeah. And I... <laughs> And I love that. Um, I meet some design mm -hmm. friends out there. And actually, I meet a couple West Coast design friends out there. And we just, I mean, it's amazing what, what they come out with before the product innovations, the technology, and the designs before they even hit the market. So mm -hmm. um, I, I come away with, like, amazing new ideas and samples and uh, connections with the vendors. Um, and... I designed, you know, many bathrooms that, and the looks are clean. They're modern. Same with kitchens. They still like, we still use accent tiles. I like to drop in some really unique accent tiles. I like to design my own glass and, and stone combinations. Mm -hmm. um, also in showers, people, we're seeing a lot more, uh, I'm seeing a lot more seating for okay. for uh, people who are really aging in place now and staying in their homes. People, Mm -hmm. You know, I have to say, as we're aging, we're actually staying, you know, a lot of my clients stay in really good shape and take care of themselves, but, and they want to stay in their homes and they want to have their children, their grown children and their grandchildren over. So I'm designing mm -hmm. for multi-generational use. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that's interesting too. It's, everything is kind of multi-use now I'm seeing. So. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've talked to a bunch of 
different people, and that does seem the thing. That does seem to be the thing that's creeping up now is multi generational use. That people are willing to spend more on kitchens or more on bathrooms because they're looking long term with it, right? It's not yes. necessarily they're going to redo the kitchen every five years or whatever it may have used to be. Um, it is they're looking long term, so it is kind of a really fascinating and interesting trend happening right now. It is, and. Um I, I've, I've been seeing it more and more over the last, like, I'd say two years. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's really nice. You know, people don't, people have put so much into their homes emotionally and financially that they love where they live and they don't want to, you know, move into a small little apartment if they don't have to, cause they want right. to have, they, they like having that socialization and their, and their, their families together. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And it, it makes me laugh when you talk about, uh, you know, a lot of tile that has a lot of grout lines or, you know, the, kind of like the mosaic tiles, I guess. Um, makes me laugh because all of our bathrooms are outdated. They all have the mosaic tile. And I, I can't wait to replace all of it because it is such a pain to clean. And it's something I deal with all the time. It <laughs> and is. it's one of the things we have to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, I know what you mean. It, I, I love them for accents. Because it yeah. really does add a splash of like, wow. But I'm mm-hmm. all with you on, J- on that, Jason. It's, it's, a, it's maintenance. And a lot of people yeah. just, who wants maintenance? <laughs> There's enough maintenance. Exactly. Right. There's enough that falls apart in my house. I don't need to worry about cleaning my towel right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, um, um, that grout brush out, you know, and I kind of, yes. in the bathrooms that I do have some of that, I kind of do the grout brush thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it I get it so going along with trend I, I already know what you're going to say with this with color trends because it's been the trend for a while now but what are some of the color trends that you're seeing out there as well as material trends well I know you know what I'm going to say it's definitely <laughs> grays and whites are very mm-hmm. much trending through throughout the home whether it's kitchens and bathrooms and furnishings and paint colors um surfaces um and i do love i love gray i'm the first to tell you i love grays and whites <laughs> but i also i also love to add like some splashes of color and it doesn't have to be strong color it could be you know like a soft uh aqua greenish kind of watery it could mm-hmm. be um some blues it could just be a splash of some of um of color just to mm-hmm. add a you know and i also love to mix mix materials like stone and glass and metals and woods and porcelain which sounds like a mishmash but it's not it really like adds some depth to a space and some interest mm-hmm. and um you can do it in such a way that it's it's not a it's not trendy um mm-hmm. it's you can add trends you know with with um decor things like that things that are changeable but you know, to invest in, in renovating a bathroom or a kitchen, you may not want to go overly trendy, but you, you can add trends in, you know, in a small, in small ways. So, um, and I do still love wood. So, and wood looks really nice Mm -hmm. with stone. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely still the grays and whites. I think they're here to stay for quite a while. (laughs) I know. I know. It's funny because we joke, um, well, it used to be in the office, we used to joke, but now it's just virtual calls, we joke, um, talk, 
talking about, you know, maybe this will be the year that whites and grays won't be big and, you know, whatever. And every year that's not the case. And um, we were recently talking to a few different big trendy companies that make porcelain and tile and different things. And we were asking, like, you know, give us some good news. Like, surely this will be the year that is not gray or white related. And I remember one of them, uh, product manager high up, was like, yes, you know, actually we're going to get some uh, blue and I think green or something was going to be involved. And we got all excited. And we're like, oh, can you show us the product? And it's one of those things where as an interior designer, I'm sure you could see this piece of gray and see the blue in it. But as like Mm -hmm. a normal person, it just looks gray to me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's one of those. (laughs) Like, I guess there is blue in it, but I don't see it. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I guess that's something, you know. (laughs) I know. You know, all those neutrals and any beiges, they all have undertones because all those neutrals are actually made up of colors. So you you could put like 20 grays next to each other and you'll be like that's not gray that's blue but it's really gray Mm -hmm. and then the other one will look green but it's really gray so i totally get what you what what they mean but to other people it depends on your lighting too what your lighting is more yellow lighting will make Mm -hmm. things look more green so there are so many and i i talk to my clients about that it's you could have a color but in your natural in my Maybe in my office, it looks uh, gray, but in your home, mm-hmm. it looks green, like a pea green. Like, it can change that dramatically depending on your lighting. So when I'm, de- when I'm designing, I-, I take all of that into consideration. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it's not, I don't really think of it separately. I think of it all together in terms of lighting and, and how you use a, use a space, the materials that you're going to put into it, how... And your lifestyle. I mean, it's it kind of is all together. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I know people look at um, like Instagram or Pinterest and right. they're like, oh, <laughs> let's, let's just do that. And I'm like, it's, you just can't <laughs> do that <laughs> all the time. I mean, it's great for a basis because I always tell my clients, let me, show me what, show me your inspirations and then let's take it from there. And, you know, we usually, <laughs> We usually can can do something along those lines. It won't look exactly because mm-hmm. your room is not in the exact room that this room is in. And um, but yeah, no, it's it's fascinating. There's so much out there for clients to look at. You know, yeah, more I have to tell you this funny story that um, I, when we bought our house years ago, uh, you know, my realtor is, was used to be an interior designer. So we picked her brain a lot with different colors and stuff. And when we were looking at the house that we were eventually in the buying, the main living room was this burnt orange color, which is disgusting orange. Oh. And we were like, all right, we have to, you know, we'll rip out all the carpet, rip out everything in this house, and we're going to paint the walls. And she's like, oh, that's great. She's like, well, you know, if you ever want to, like, help with anything, like, let me know. We're like, yes, absolutely. So my wife picked out a couple different swatches of colors and she wanted gray. She wanted a nice gray room and she picked yes. out a couple different colors of gray and, you know, showed them my interior designer or realtor who used to be an interior designer. And we showed them to her and we said, Hey, like, what do you think about these? And she's like, well, these two are very nice, but she's like, you realize this one is blue. Right. And we're sitting there we're like, no, it's not, it's not blue. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, it's absolutely blue. Like she, you can't see the blue. And I'm like, no, it's gray. It's almost as gray as this gray. And she's like, well, you can try it and see what happens. So, because my wife and I are both stubborn, we're like, well, we will buy some, and we will try this, and we're going to prove her wrong. And we got one of those paint samples, the small paint samples, dumped it yes. out, 
painted the wall, I don't know, one square foot size. I was like, oh my God, it's really blue. Like, this is obviously <laughs> blue. <laughs> Know, and for whatever it, reason, we just couldn't see it. It's so weird. No, you know, it, it's an, it, it, and um, it's normal to not be able to see because everyone, you know, color is like how your brain. There's a whole physiological way of perceiving color, and um, mm-hmm. and so it's everybody's different. Some people ha- see colors as more yellow. You know, as we mm-hmm. grow older, we actually. Uh, I don't know all the exact terms, but your your eye you start to see color turn more yellowish. I don't know what happens to the the eyes, but yeah, every no, it's um it's like how you perceive the color, and it's it's fascinating because what is gray to your realtor or or blue to her is gray to you, and right. that's okay. You know, you figured it. Luckily, you figured it out by putting a swatch out on the wall because I always tell my clients you have got to put this on your wall and looking at look at it during the day and at night with artificial light to really see what the color is going to be and that's the same with like uh, materials like uh, the Mm -hmm. um, countertops the tile the stone Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely Um, so I want to pick your brain about one last thing Mm -hmm. and you know as we're recording this right now it's right before Thanksgiving and unfortunately COVID still Kind of a big deal right now, and and seems like it's going to be at least for a little while longer. Right. Um. And it's something that you know businesses have really had to adjust to, um, and some have a hard time, and, and some maybe an easier time. But for you personally, you know, what changes have you had to make during this time? Um. And also, were there any? Because I'm always a glass half full kind of guy. So was, was there any change that you made that actually worked out like way better than you thought it would? And maybe even after the pandemic ends, you're going to keep doing. Yeah, it's so interesting that you you asked that. Okay, so first of all, mm-hmm. it has been quite a challenging year on so many <laughs> levels for every single human on on earth. Um, and <laughs> basically, work came to a standstill. Of course, I can still remember the day. It was like March. I keep saying my last day of normalcy was March 14, 2020. <laughs> and after that, it, it really came to a standstill. Of course, everyone, you know, it's, it was major. So I immediately knew, though, I had to pivot my business and how I was going to work. Because um, I, I have to say, I've probably um, been on like hundreds of webinars since then and, um, mm-hmm. and read everything I could. Um, I've always worked remotely for a piece of my design business and my projects via email or FaceTime or phone as a supplement to in-person uh, design mm-hmm. and meetings. Um, but now I needed to create, I really needed to uh, kind of do a renovation on my website and on my business. So now I need to, I created a page on my website where I communicated that I was available for providing full in, uh, interior virtual design and um, and using, we all have now learned how to use a new format um, called <laughs> Zoom, <laughs> which we're on right now, and um, which has really been amazing to to use. And like all of us, we've learned it, and we've learned other platforms. And um, it's made face to make face meetings more doable. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say during during the summer was really when I started having clients creep back in, and. Mm. Um, you know, people were kind of getting used to their new kind of normal for now. Um, and even meeting with vendors online. I mean, it, everybody really like went into this Zoom mode. 
And I've mm -hmm. attended, uh, like I said, so many webinars and seminars from vendors, showrooms. I've met with um, clients on Zoom. Um, uh, and I'll be attending the, the KBiz in 2021 on, online. Um, the stone and tile vendors have actually been really responsive and um, mm -hmm. have made it really convenient to order product samples and have them sent to me. Um, they've really, it's actually interesting because I feel like there's more availability these days because of this. It's made people work a little differently. And um, it's been a lot of work, no doubt, for everybody because we had to change like overnight. But but we've done right. it, and it it's work. It start working, and it's starting to get busier again. And and we're now just starting to meet in person, you know, with masks and social distancing, and you know, hand sanitizing and not touching. But um, yeah, so it's it's been a challenge. But I'd actually, I'm, you know, I think. The virtual online um, is here to stay for either as a supplement to when we do get back in person. Um, it's made communications really uh, easy. And, um, and my clients like it too. So if we have changes to go over, normally we'd end up meeting in person again. But, you know, we, I just last week had a three-hour Zoom meeting with my client to go over this project that we're working on. And it worked out great, you know. and um, so, yeah, I think, um, I think once, once we kind of get back into meeting in person again, eventually, on a more con uh, steady basis, I think there's still going to be a piece of this, though. I think this will still kind of be around, maybe. I don't know. I, I can't, every day is a new prediction, so who knows, but <laughs> like, I'm keeping like this piece of my business is virtual design. I did a, I did a project over the summer in New Jersey, actually, virtually. Mm -hmm. um, I just did the design part. She was going to pass it on to, her, to a contractor that she had. Mm -hmm. But it, it's very doable. And I, I quite honestly, I've been doing this for years. Ever since I lived in California, this has always been a piece of my business. So now it's just a bigger piece. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and of course, just speculation and whatnot. But there is, there is definitely it seems to be a thought or theory, I guess, um, on the fabrication side too, that COVID kind of sped up what was going to happen anyway. And, and yes. really it has to do with automating your business, right? And how to work with customers differently and having a good online presence or a good social media presence. Mm -hmm. And the companies that seem to be really thriving during this, um, you know, either already had those things in place or they quickly got them in place and have now adapted and really starts they're, they're doing well for as well as you can be so i think you're right with saying that you know a part of this is going to stick around and i i find it hard to believe i mean i know people be comfortable meeting back in person but just the convenience of being like all right let's just do our zoom thing we don't have to wait for you to show up at a specified time like it's logged on it's easy enough whatever i i, I could definitely see that sticking around for a while yeah so can i and um to think of the time you spend to go to drive and park and go into mm -hmm. a showroom where you could probably see that right, you know, on a zoom meeting, they can kind of show you the items there and, you know, it could eliminate a, a few meetings that you would be spending time doing that. And it's convenient for the vendor also. So yeah, I, I totally see that as being, a. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. It's probably sped up what we were eventually going to do in the future. Yeah. All right. So, well, you know, I've taken up a lot of your time, but I just want to say thank you so much for, for 
taking the time to talk to us. You know, I really appreciate this different perspective that you've you've given us. Oh, I really, I, it was a pleasure speaking with you, Jason. And um, thank you so much for having me. And I, I, I love talking to you and talking about this. And we'll see how, how things progress in our business. <laughs> Hopefully for the better. Hopefully yes, for the better. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So thank you, Jason. Thank you.